Hey there, this is Noah Tobias on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted, an in-depth conversation with interesting people and topics that matter to the Forrester family. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes or Google Play. You can find us by searching Forrester Radio Rooted. And also, you can catch Rooted every Thursday evening at 7 on 105.5 WQHU. And today, I am joined by Dr. Lance Clark. Uh, Dr. Clark is the Associate Dean of the Arts here at Huntington University. Uh, And thanks for joining me, Dr. Clark. Oh, thanks, Noah. This is really fun. I was really looking forward to this. Good, good. So, you know, you've been a part of the Huntington University family for a very long time. Let's go back to how you first actually heard about Huntington University. Actually, it was called Huntington College at the time, back in the day. Um, I was a transfer student to Huntington um, back in 1986. I transferred in the fall of 1986. And that summer, I, leading into when I was going to transfer, that summer, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I'd finished one year of college at a, at a small Christian college in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I knew I just wasn't meant to go back um, for a variety of reasons. And I was kind of in this place of not knowing what to do in my life. And Carlene Peters was an admissions rep at the time, and she contacted my mom and dad and said, hey, I hear Lance is kind of looking around. Do you think he'd be interested in, you know, talking to us? And my mom mentioned that to me, and I I was open to it. I hadn't been open to it earlier, and I don't know why, because my parents had gone to Huntington College, and it's United Brethren Church. I'd grown up, or United Brethren School. I'd grown up United Brethren. Just for whatever reason, Huntington wasn't kind of on my radar of the top schools to go to. So I was very open to it, and I remember coming to campus, and this was like only a month before school started too. It was very late in the summer. And I came to campus, met with the soccer coach, uh, auditioned for the team. He wanted me on the team, so I made the team and got a little soccer scholarship. And next thing you know, I'm like coming to Huntington College to play soccer and become a communication major. And that was the fall of um, 1986. Awesome. So... You know, I said earlier that you're the Associate Dean of the Arts here at Huntington. What what all does that mean exactly? It's a big title that basically means I go to a lot of meetings and I uh, keep the plates spinning in the School of the Arts, which of course includes all the different um, artistic degrees that we have from theater to music to art plus design to digital media, which has animation, film, and broadcasting. So. I basically give academic oversight to our School of the Arts and also give academic oversight to the v- variety of programs that we have s- started out at our Huntington University Arizona Center. And so that's really when I became the Associate Dean of the Arts is when we launched the center out in Arizona and it, that needed some academic oversight. So I was um, asked to become the Associate Dean of the Arts at that time. So basically with HU Arizona, do you still do a lot of... Um looking over their programs and like their different courses that they have and that kind of aspect? That's exactly what I do. I just make sure that since it's uh, an extension of our programs here, I just kind of help and make sure that the courses are offered in a similar way, that our student learning objectives or SLOs are being met, that 
We have um, adequate adjunct faculty that are current faculty that are out there are getting the support that they needed, that they need, that they're feeling like they're a part of our team here. Um, and, and just kind of help be a liaison between our Arizona Center and administration here at the main, what I call the mothership campus here at Huntington. So what do you love most about being a professor? I just love the classroom environment. I love teaching. I come from a family of teachers. Both my mom and dad were teachers. My dad was a pastor, actually a pastor teacher. And my mom was an elementary school teacher and then eventually administrator at a Christian school. So I'm kind of not surprised that I ended up in, in education. I do enjoy the classroom environment. I enjoy the interaction with students, um, both in and outside of the classroom. Um, it's kind of what gets me up in the morning, just just knowing that uh, you're, you're coming into a classroom environment or uh, the collegiate environment and, you know, every day it gets you out of bed to go, what, what new, fun, exciting things are going to happen today? What challenges are there today as you interact with students and faculty and staff? And uh, every day is different. Every day is a new, um, some new challenges to face. And I love it. You know, it's hard to believe I'm actually entering into my um, 27th year. This fall will be my 27th year at Huntington, which I just can't believe that. I mean... I started in 1993 thinking that, well, maybe I'll do this for a few years before I head out to California. That was kind of a dream that I had to eventually uh, end up in California in the, in the film industry. But the more I got involved in the campus setting here, the more I just fell in love with it and just enjoyed building our communication program at that time. And then slowly watching our film studies program grow, and then eventually our digital media arts programs and animation film and broadcast media um, take off back in 2005. So I've had a lot of challenges uh, over the years. They've been good challenges, but I mean, um, they've been challenges that have allowed me to stay very like tuned in to uh, the campus environment, and it's kept me challenged, I guess I should say. One of the neat things about this area of study is that it's not static. Um, you know, I love my colleagues uh, who are teaching in um, the humanities division, you know, the you know, English and history and, and um, philosophy and, and theology. I, love, I have so much great respect for the humanities and the liberal arts side of what we do here. At the same time, I think I needed to be in an area of study that is constantly changing, you know, and digital media arts is constantly changing um, and evolving and it's just so stimulating to like try to stay tuned into where the industry is and yet still adhere to the pedagogical side of of a Bachelor of Science degree and a Bachelor of Arts degree. So yeah, that's what keeps me going. I love it. I love the classroom. I love teaching. I love education. I love training the next generation of storytellers. So you mentioned how digital media arts is always changing. Is there a way that you know you kind of keep yourself in, um, like doing your own media, so then like you can help bring that into the classroom as well? That's a great question, Noah. Yes, I have actually. I do have my own um, production company. LC Media stands for Lance Clark Media. Pretty creative, right? No, it's not creative, but it made sense to me back in 1998 when I incorporated. Um, 
Yes, I, I do. I stay very active in the industry through my production company. Um, and we do a variety of uh, non-for-profit media, um, for-profit media, some commercial work, corporate media work, uh, narrative storytelling um, when it becomes available. And I love that side of what I get to do where I can keep active in the industry. And I think that helps me in the classroom too, to, to be able to like tell the students that, well, this is what's happening in the industry. Um, and these are the you know, elements of the industry that you need to be aware of. And, and help, I think it helps me be a better teacher as well. I guess, what are your favorite things to shoot? You listed a couple of different things that you guys do shoot, like with non-for-profit, for-profit, uh, and weddings. But uh, what has been like your favorite thing that is just constant, um, it's constantly good to shoot? Well, over my shoulder here, for those of you that are uh, listening on, on uh, the podcast or on the radio station, I wish you could see what's right behind me here, is what I call my International Coke Bottle Collection. And there's a variety of Coke bottles from different countries that I've actually been able to film in over the years for the last 25 years. And I really love international filmmaking. I love the challenge of going into another country, especially a developing nation, and taking the tools of communication, mainly camera, audio, and helping to tell the story of a non-for-profit um, or a or an NGO, <clears throat> and telling their story so that audiences can can find out what they're doing and how the audiences then can help either support through financial or gifts or giving or time to these nonprofit organizations. And that's been very rewarding for me over the years. Plus, I usually take a group of students with me as well. Um, last January for J-Term, um, we actually took a group of students down to the Dominican Republic and, and got to go up into the mountains um, and help a nonprofit organization, um, Crosswinds, um, who, who help with troubled teenagers from North America who are, it's like the last stop before they would be incarcerated. You go to, you know, Crosswinds and, 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 and they go through this academy where we were able to go down and tell that story for them. And, and they're using it. I mean, we took a group of students down. I think we produced four um, short narrative uh, or, or you know, testimonial type films. And they're actually on their website now. They're pushing out through social media. It's like it is being used to help create awareness for this non-for-profit. And I love that. And I did grab my Coke bottle from Costa Rica as well. I hadn't, or I'm sorry, Dominican Republic, because I don't have one yet from there. So that's always fun. It has to be real Coke inside a Coke bottle and I have to check it in. It's a real pain to get it through because it's got to check it into the plane. I can't carry on. And then it gets into my collection here and it's it's a lot of fun. But that's probably one of the things I love to do, international filmmaking. I think um, domestically, I really enjoy, again, non-for-profit um, filmmaking. Um, again, helping tell the story of a non-for-profit that they don't have the resources necessarily to do it. They don't have... They don't have the help with inside their organization, even though everybody's got a cell phone, everybody can shoot video now or take pictures. And yeah, there's some of that that they can do on their own for Instagram and Facebook, but they still need help on how to tell that short branding piece video. Um, and that's something that I really enjoy doing as well. 
So when you get done shooting a nonprofit uh, video, you edit it, uh, you give it back to the company, um, and you see just the look on their face of, oh my gosh, like I can't believe like what I just told them to do came to life, and it's even better than what I imagined. What goes through your mind when you see that? Yeah, it's very satisfying, and I actually the my you know my style of of storytelling is is really engaged in in um, collaboration. So they have been a part of the journey for the most part. I like to get them even writing uh, the first draft of their branding pieces. Like help you know you know your story better than anybody else. You guys write it the best you can, then I'll take it, or myself and some students that I hire will take it, and then we'll rework it, make it sound right for video. And so they have been a part of the decision-making process, and I do, I really do, it is very satisfying when you know that they're super happy with it, you know, and, and I do hear that from a lot, that this was something that we just, we never could have done ourselves. Thank you, you know, thank you, and, um, and then to see the impact, we just, um, I just had a meeting yesterday actually with uh, the United Way of Huntington County and we're getting ready to look at their new branding film for next year. I've worked on their branding films for the last maybe 15 years. And to know that the video from last year was played not only um, in front of a lot of organizations and groups to help bring awareness to their campaign, but it actually was pushed heavily online and actually the video helped raise close to $650,000 just here in this county alone. And so that's really rewarding to know that, 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 that it works. You know, It goes out there and it actually raises not only awareness, but helps raise donations so that these non-for-profits can do what they're called to do. So what is your main goal for this company? For LC Media, I would say the main goal is to be sustainable. You know, It needs to actually... Um, make money, make a profit so that I can further do what I want to do, which is to um, hire um, Huntington University students to come alongside and, and get experience and real life experience, but also that we can keep, in, I keep um, investing back into the company with purchasing new equipment and um, new gear that can help do, you know, stay relevant uh, in the industry. And, um, and also just, I think the goal is to continue to help, you know, our clients, you know, tell their stories and, and, um, and help them, you know, bring awareness to what they're about. I mean, um, and I'll keep doing that as long as I can, as long as LC Media can stay alive and well and healthy, you know, <laughs> we'll keep doing that. I think a goal would be to eventually hire um, a couple people full time that could actually like take it to the next level. Obviously, as the associate dean of the arts and as a professor here, it's it's a part time thing for me. I, I can only do it <clears throat> as long as I have time to do it, um, um, and I'm finding my responsibilities, uh, you know, more and more. I'm you know, assuming more and more, you know, leadership here at the university. So I find it difficult to really give LC Media the time that it needs. So I'm looking here in the near future to hire, you know, some people maybe full time that can actually take it to the level that it really could be at. Is LC Media becoming a lot more popular than what you thought it was going to be when you first started it? It's it's taken on some bigger um, clients than I originally thought it was going to do. It kind of, LC Media really got launched in the late 90s out of um, the need to tell some missionary stories 
and I was approached by a couple mission organizations to like, hey, can you come over and tell our story, you know, over in Romania? And, and, and you know, we would do one or two a year, you know. Um, and then obviously I do some other for-profit stuff. Like you mentioned, I, I, I have filmed quite a few weddings and an event videography and that kind of stuff. But I've always been able to throttle that and keep that, you know, kind of contained on what I can actually handle. But um, now, with, as of late in the last couple of years, I've taken on some bigger clients and it's, it's needed a lot more, needs a lot more attention, you know, so... Good problem to have, you know, it's growing. For sure. Have you ever thought about, you know, because LC Media is becoming bigger than what you had originally thought when you first created it, um, have you ever thought maybe taking like a couple years off from Huntington University, really trying to focus on LC Media and then, you know, seeing where that goes and then possibly coming back to Huntington University at all? I never really have. I don't think... I don't think that's how higher ed works. I mean, once you kind of, it's like a stream. And if you pull yourself out of the stream, you know, that the water's still going down and the Wabash, you know, river is still flowing. So, yeah, if I was to pull out, it would be probably a permanent pull out. And I don't have any plans to do that. Um, if anything, I would like LC Media to be kind of its own entity and kind of, you know, self-run with with you know leadership that has come from within hopefully and then i could still serve as a role of kind of giving a you know an advisory role to it at some point i mean i still would be i guess the i don't know what role i would play but chief owner operator of it but i would would love to um see it expand and where it can hire more people and kind of do what it needs to do i i've been fortunate enough to get the Reader's Choice Award in Fort Wayne newspapers the last um, like seven years. So I know there's a lot of support out there for it. Um, I know people really do enjoy um, working with LC Media and they enjoy um, the product that it provides. And so I think there's more potential for LC Media. It's possible in the future to do um, feature filmmaking as well. That's another area that I'd love to develop. Um, um, looking at features and developing that and again hiring all Huntington grads, you know, or Huntington students to work on that and And we're looking for some stories right now for that and I'm coordinating with Professor Matt Webb on that So who knows it's exciting to see what might happen What does your wife think when you're still working on different projects during the summer and stuff, does she come along with you sometimes to like your wedding shoots or, or I guess how, how does yeah. that go? Mary has been an integral part of LC media for many years. And, and for a long time she was employed by LC media. She was my one employee. Um, but as of late, she just finished her master's degree in counseling and now she's a full-time counselor. She's a therapist. And so, um, I kind of fired her in a way. I didn't really fire her. How do you fire your wife? That's cruel. I didn't ever, but I had, I just, we just had a good conversation. I'm like, you know, you can't do both. You can't be a therapist and, you know, my editor and all that. So um, she agreed. She knew it was time for her to, to move on. So this year, 2019, she's pretty much pulled out of, of anything to do with LC Media. And, but no, she appreciates LC Media. I mean, LC Media has been, uh, a way to uh, help offset, you know, my income. I'm, you know, maybe a lot of students don't realize that faculty are only on a nine-month contract. And so we 
we have the summers, you know, June, July, and August are our faculty's months to, you know, either generate additional income or I guess you just take that time off if you just want to rely on your nine months of, um, you know, pay from your contract. But I've always been one. I'm a hard worker. I love to work. I don't ever, I've never taken the summer off. I don't even know that what that would look like. I have no idea. I mean, I have colleagues that do that. I just couldn't do it. And so um, LC Media has been mainly what I've done over the summer months. And so, and that's really when it ramps up. I still do a few things during the school year, but for the most part, it's, you know, that June, July, August. I mean, it's pedal to the metal and we're just cranking it out. I've got um, four students lined up this summer to work with LC Media and um, we're going to be really busy. That's awesome. Well, and it's really cool that your wife was able to come along with you uh, when it first started and you guys were able to do those things together and it, you know that's how you guys kind of built your relationship yeah. even further through something that you really loved and it kind of became something that she loved as well. Yeah, and we really have viewed LC Media to be a type of a ministry for us. I mean, we've been able to meet so many great people and help people tell their stories, um, even with weddings. Um, we love filming weddings um, because you're telling the story of a couple's, you know, one of their highlights of their relationship, right? And it's just really fun to, to film a wedding and to see that all come together. And in post-production, you're editing and telling that story in a very creative way. It's not just set a camera up at the back of the church and record and then hand them the tape afterwards. No, you take all that media and you edit it and you try to help tell the story of that day. And it's really fun. And um, we've enjoyed, you know, we've uh, Mary and I have probably filmed close to 500 weddings together over the years. So we, we hear those, you know, those vows over and over, you know, we, we, uh, and that's been a lot of, a lot of times it's been fun to kind of make, make eye contact during a wedding, you know, during a certain special part of the wedding and just kind of like affirm each other, you know, and so it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. So how can we pray for you and your business and for your role here at Huntington University? Oh, no. Oh, thank you, Noah, for that. You know, always, um, I think prayer is where it's at, you know, praying for um, wisdom and discernment on um, how to lead um, the various aspects of, of the School of the Arts and just um, as we go into the future, like, what are the right next steps? You know, I'm all, you know, God says in, in you know, in Proverbs that, um, you know, trust the Lord and he will show you the, the way, you know, the next step. Basically, it's like that image of, you know, holding a lantern out front, and we're just guaranteed that next step. We're not guaranteed to see the full map, you know, the full path to the future, but just prayers on the next step, wisdom for each step of the way as we grow, as we develop, as we think about new innovations and and, and new aspects of, of digital media arts and the School of the Arts. Um, that's, that's, I would really value that. With the company, just prayer for just um, you know, sustainability. Um, we that that we um, are listening for wisdom on the right types of clients to work with. What are the right types of nonprofit organizations to to partner with as we go forward? Um, that's always you know an area of prayer and concern for for us. Awesome. Well, we will definitely be doing that. Uh, thank you, Dr. Clark, for joining me uh, on this episode of Rooted. Really appreciate you. Well, thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate um, you and the Forrester Digital Network and everything that you guys are doing over there. It's very exciting. 
And if I was, if I could be a student all over again and transfer, uh, or even come to Huntington, I can't imagine it would be so fun to to enter into the broadcast um, media program today. I can't imagine it would be. I would have just gone nuts in this program if I could have done it. So. It's fun to see how how well you guys are doing and all the exciting things going on over there. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, And thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes and Google Play uh, and also on Spotify. And remember, uh, you can listen to Forrester Radio anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening and stay rooted, HU.